Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Uh, Into the show, we'll have Elk City football. It will be uh, Johnny Easton. Coach Johnny Easton will be here uh, in place of Coach Maynard. He got a sick kiddo. So uh, Coach Easton will be in uh, 945-ish whenever he uh, gets here. Uh, We'll talk about last week, this week, and look ahead maybe even a little bit. Uh, as well college football on topic today the college football playoff rankings what was the surprise were there any surprises is anybody in trouble uh, as far as actually making the final four with the initial rankings what well, do they really even matter is something for us to talk about uh, what's the you think is the biggest snub who's the most overrated uh, we can dive into those college football playoff rankings first initial set of those rankings were last night Phillies win game three of the World Series, now lead two games to one as they just bashed Houston pitching, Lance McCullers. A lot of talk about him tipping pitches this morning uh, with the way that the Phillies jumped on them. Five home runs and a 7-0 win. The Nets' dumpster fire continues. Buyer Steve Nash yesterday, looking like they might hire M.A. Udoka. Remember him? Yeah, he's the guy that's suspended by the Celtics. But... He could be the head coach of the Nets by the end of the day. Where did this all start? Okay. When when did the dumpster fire really start? I've got my suspicions, and it kind of follows this guy around. Uh, Thunder. we got to talk about the Thunder with four straight wins, right? Shea Gilgis-Alexander, player of the week last week in the Western Conference. What are we seeing here? Is this like is this like real or is this like yeah it's kind of cool it's a neat little story? What are we watching uh, with the Thunder? We'll talk about that as well. Two two five nine six nine eight is the phone or the text line. That's two two five nine six nine eight. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at two two five nine six nine eight. If you're going to be outside of the listening area. One of these days, you want to keep in touch with the show, you can do it two different ways. You can log on to kadsam.com, live stream that way by hitting the play button, or you can download the Paragon Communications app. The app's got it all. Three radio stations. It's got the Penny News, brand new edition of that Penny News. Hit the website last night, thepennynews.com. You can check it out. Print copy will be starting to filter out this afternoon, and by tomorrow you can pick up a free copy of the brand new Penny News at your favorite uh, local newsstand. Also, Big Elk TV and Paragon TV. Big Elk's tomorrow night. Uh, that game has been moved up to a Thursday night. Have we? Do we know anything about Merritt or Hollis? I have not heard anything about either one of those, Jerry. Me neither. Uh, but if you know, text us in, 225-9698. We can try to figure that out as well. So... I know the Big Elks tomorrow night, John Marshall in town, 7 o'clock. Also, programming note, the normal voice for John Marshall, which is uh, Josh Swicky. Everybody knows uh, Swick from right here in Elk City. He's not going to be able to make it because he's got a different game on Thursday. Had this one scheduled on Friday. So now uh, just kind of scheduling 
uh, conflict for him. But he's going to come on the show tomorrow at 930 anyhow, uh, talk about what he's been doing, tell us a little bit about what John Marshall brings to town coming up uh, Thursday night. So that'll be fun tomorrow to have a former Big Elk uh, right here on these airwaves. Also, uh, Skinny on Sports Report. If you miss the show entirely, you can go back. KADSAM.com or iTunes. Still Friday for Hollis and Turpin. I had a feeling. Just looking at the the weather forecast, I don't know if, uh, because that game is at Hollis. Now, if it's at Turpin, I don't know what would happen. They may still keep it on Friday because they're maybe right there when everything starts tomorrow night. But yeah. anyhow, uh, that game's down at Hollis. So Hollis and Turpin's still Friday. That makes sense with what uh, where it looks like all the all the weather could end up being. So, Hollis and Turpin's still Friday. Big Elks tomorrow night. Hello, Jared. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm very you, good. You know, I got to thinking about our, our candy discussion from yesterday. Uh, we were talking about what, what candies do you want to see when your kids dump the candy out yeah. from Halloween. Yeah. And, and I don't know if we got in depth enough. <laughs> well, we didn't. And, and here's why I think <laughs> that. I, I think there's certain candies that are better... In smaller doses, then what I'm telling you is I think there's certain candies where the bite size is better than the full size. For instance, I would much rather, and this one is just kind of, I just noticed it last night, and I didn't really, I, I, would, I, I don't mind a bite size, three musketeer, but I don't know that I'm taking down the whole candy bar. You know, I'm not buying a whole three musketeer because I don't like it that much. But just I, a I like bite, three musketeer, but just a bite yeah. size one. You know, but right. I, I, I really, I, I don't enjoy that. I enjoy well, that. Well, conversely, more. I don't, I don't like the small Reese's peanut butter cups. I need the big ones. So the mini, so I need the, the full size. The miniature ones, I'll yeah. eat. But I'm like, man, I'm still hungry. I, I want more. You know. And it, I'll tell you what. To to that point. Those miniature ones, or not the miniature, but the bite-sized ones, mm-hmm. because it's so more compact, it almost tastes like it's chunky chunky peanut butter as opposed to when you get it the, the full size, you can tell it's just creamy peanut butter right, if right. you're getting the original ones. Yeah. <clears throat> I was, you know, like, <laughs> I, I think of, you know those little nuggets, the, the little Hershey nuggets? Hershey nuggets. It's like a, it's almost like a... Like a bar, like like a gold bar, or a silver bar. Have you ever seen? Like I don't think I. Oh, they're about. I don't know. They're about that big. Our next road trip, we need to go to Quick Stop and get well, me one. Here's the thing. I don't. You, I think you got to get them in like a store. Oh. Because they don't just come in. Okay. You know what I'm? I don't think you can just buy those at a convenience store. I think you need to be more of a supermarket. Anyhow, the almond nuggets. I I love. But I don't know if you could talk me into buying just a almond Hershey bar. It's really yeah. weird how just the the way that it, they're made. Yeah. Bite size Laffy Taffy. See, that's exactly I, the bite size Laffy Taffies. Bam, big old. If you have the whole thing, it's too no, much Laffy Taffy. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. It gets to be too much. Yeah, the bite size. I yeah. yeah I see what you're saying. No, I was just thinking I, about that yeah. last night. <laughs> Are you still picking at Wyatt's candy last night and just got you thinking? You know well, what? here's what happened. I don't like. Mm. <laughs> he actually got. I'd it. rather have the full bar here. He actually got <laughs> it all dumped out and put up oh, last night. Okay. 
after we got home from from canoe the night before and so then i i sampled a couple of the little bite-sized snickers yeah and while while very tasty i thought to myself this isn't enough i need the whole the whole <laughs> snicker bar right and then i saw the the Is three this before or after dinner this is way after dinner. Oh, okay. And that, but then I saw the Three Musketeer, and I was thinking, you know what? That's about right. That, that's about as much Three Musketeer as I want. Yeah. Right there. I, I think the same for me, the same could be said for Butterfinger. There you go. I took all the Butterfingers away for the dad tax. I, I don't mind uh, the whole Butterfinger is too much Butterfinger for me. But the, the miniature or the bite size or whatever, perfect. Anyhow. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Some you need the full you need the full meal. You That's need, right. You need it all. Yeah. Did I, I noticed the other day at a convenience store? You know what I found? What's that? Did I point that out to you? No, you weren't here. Uh, it was I think it was when we were going to we stopped it to go to Woodward. Woodward. Reese's cups. Uh huh. There's the normal two. Right. There's the what do they call it? Bigger uh, whatever size. The king size. King size right. six. Guess what there is now. Or king size four, family size six. Yep, sign me up. <laughs> there are six of them. Yep. And I got to thinking, well, I don't know about the rest of my family, but I could eat all six of them. You know, uh, while we're on the candy talk, this is I've liked this candy. I think Reese's makes it. It's called Take Five. Have you yep. seen those? I it have. has uh, like pretzel in it, chocolate, peanut butter. I think caramel. I think there's five ingredients. Take five. I, those are good. They come in like two pieces, and you say king size. I, you buy the king size, it's the three pieces, mm-hmm. and I have to get the king size. Those are good for I like those. As a <clears throat> as a fellow Reese's peanut peanut butter cup lover, are you okay with these new innovations that have been coming? Like with the chips in it, like and stuff? chips. No. There's been pretzels. I don't mind pretzels in there. The chips, I don't get. I don't, I don't get it. It's the sweet, salty. Yeah. Uh, the the Reese's pieces have been embedded in the middle. Yeah, I've seen those. That's just, it's just more peanut butter, with a shell casing, right? It's delicious. Yeah, <laughs> I would recommend that one. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I haven't tried the others. But we I have the one with the chips. Uh huh. We have those. Every time I open up the freezer drawer, it's in there. We put our we put big chocolate bars in there. Just. It's, they're good when they're frozen, you know, chocolate bars are. And that one's in there, and it's been in there for a while. I don't think anyone's brave enough to taste the uh, Reese's with the, with the chips. With the chips. I should have grabbed them and threw them out for Halloween. I could see scared. it working. I could see it. It's the same idea with the pretzel. Just get a little salt with the sweet and the crunch, yeah. different different texture. Yeah. The Nutrageous, yeah, there was that too. Nutrageous, yes, yeah. yes. I, I do like uh, Paydays. I've liked paydays. My wife said you stop eating paydays because they give you horrible breath. <laughs> I, I honestly think about the only chocolate, <clears throat> about the only chocolate bar that I'll just tell you no is either Mounds or Almond Joy. Yeah, no, no, none of that for me. Just not. I'm not a coconut fan. I, I like the flavor. I don't like the chewing the flakes. I like the coconut rum, but I don't like the texture of eating. <laughs> But I'm not a fan of coconut, of of like like shredded coconut on on like on a like a coconut cream pie. No, not for me. <coughs> it's weird. I'm weird like that. Like onions, right? I like the taste of onions, but like the texture of onions, I, I have a problem with. Like just a raw onion. Yeah, I'm out. 
well, you know, like sliced like a raw no. onion put on your burger. Yeah, no way. No, no. Unless it's fried. There's that. There's that. I, like, a, here's my favorite thing, and uh, I know of a certain burger joint I went to when I was in California. Does it like this? When they cook them, they cook, they dice up the onions, and they cook it on their flat grill first, and then they move it out of the way, and then they put that yeah. hamburger patty right where the onions were, and you get some of those juices up into the burger. I like that. That so again, I like the taste. It's the texture I got issues with. And yeah. same thing with coconut. I know, I'm picky. But uh but I like the taste of coconut. Yeah, and no, it's hard to believe that I'm picky. I mean, like if you looked at us, you'd probably go, Yeah, Jared's picky. Look at him. If you look at me, you go, Oh, he'll you know, eat anything. Okay. It's actually not the truth. Um I'm tired I won't of that. eat anything. I'm tired of that uh analogy that I'm just this really rail thin skinny guy. If I take off my shirt, you're gonna see that I where it goes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I'll do it right now. Can you see? I'll you, do it right when now. When you stand up straight and you look in the mirror, can there you are, see your belt buckle? There. Easily. Well, I'm. Easily can see your belt buckle. You don't have me, any. Per, personally, yes, me looking down. Looking, no. If I stand up. When you look oh. in the mirror, can you see your belt buckle without having to try to suck in? The answer is yes. That's a great question. You don't have I'll a belly try. hanging over your belt buckle is the point. It's not happening. There's a little. Just I mean, okay. There's okay. a little. Anyhow, believe me. When I run, well, you, then stay, when I run, there's stay a out jiggle. Of the, stay out of the payday. See, <laughs> you just you just ruined yourself there because you said when I run. <laughs> Fat guys don't run. Skinny guys do. <laughs> when I'm chasing a kid to stop her from doing something, I. Oh. <laughs> That's when I just yell. Stop! Don't come uh, back. The worst. We'll, 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 this is how we're going to segue into sports. The worst. Uh, the other day. Um, I was at my kids' practice, basketball practice, and the coach said, we need to run some defensive drills. Jared, come out here and be on offense with me and, and someone else. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and so we're running these drills, and I was sucking wind by the end of that. Yeah, you know who didn't get asked to do that? The fat guy. <laughs> we were the only ones in the, the fat gym. guy weren't even asked to do it. It was me you know, let me ask you a question. and the coach. I was why, like, let me ask you, why is it that skinny people – Constantly complain about being fat. I mean, I just, I just saw a kid last night at basketball practice. It was shirts and skins. Of course, none of them. They're all rail thin. He starts pounding his belly. He goes, ooh, gaining some weight. And I'm like, really? I can see your ribs, bro. That's a kid, man. That's a kid. But Because I know what I looked, what, what I was back in, in that day, back in the teenage days. And now, I, you know. You're not going to stay the same size, Jared, and that's a good thing. Oh, that's fine. You don't want to weigh 110 as a grown man. My wife says she likes little meat in the bones, so I think I'm okay. Sounds that sounds like to me. And I I can thank her for that with the way she cooks. My goodness, there's always a full plate. (laughs) The text lines are having fun with this. Jog, the jogger always finds the dead body, and the fat people are always in a better mood unless we're hungry. <laughs> that's about right. That's that, uh, well, if more meat on you, that sounds to me like a, an invitation for pizza for lunch. If all that sound, that's all that you know, more meat on the bones. Okay, I'll have pizza for lunch. Uh, yeah, how do you feel about that? <laughs> okay, last night the Thunder uh, came away with their fourth straight win, fun game, uh, back and forth with a couple of young teams that are kind of trying to build back to what they've been in the past. Oklahoma City beats Orlando 116-108. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the newly minted Western Conference Player of the Week from a week ago, 
in which Thunder went 3-0. and He averaged like 34. Uh, he had 34 last night. 12 of 18 shooting, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. Uh, played a complete game, though. Five assists. He had three steals, blocked two shots. He was uh, really good on both ends of the floor. Oklahoma City uh, outscored Orlando 31-20 to to turn a three-point deficit into an eight-point win. And another guy, and this is about the second time in the last three games or so, there's another guy that contributed big time last night down the stretch to this win. And it's a guy that nobody would have thought. You know who it was? Is it Isaiah Joe? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Joe? Alexei Pokashevsky. Poku, 7 of 13. He had nine rebounds, blocked three shots, 16 points, a plus 22, uh, tied for the game uh, lead or game high for the Thunder. Made a three at the end, uh, blocked a shot at the end. Just Alexei Pokashevsky. It's weird because he's been here for so long. You start to think, okay, it's time to give up. You realize he's only 20, right? Yeah. uh, Still only 20. Yeah, he was drafted very young. So – he made he made a difference. Uh, Dort on Bancaro uh, was really good throughout most of the night, uh, which is kind of a, a weird mis- mismatch size wise. Orlando made all twenty of their free throws. Both teams made ten threes. But OKC wins one sixteen one oh eight fourth straight win. What are we seeing? Well, what is this? I think one. I wrote down some notes here. The the youth that you mentioned, they want to win, and I think there's these guys that are no name guys that are trying to prove their worth in the league. Maybe either A, to stay on this team because the future does look bright, uh, we hope, or or two, get on with somebody else. Somebody say, you know what, that guy can help us. Let's sign him or let's trade for him. Let's get him on our team. And, you know, so I, I think there's a there's that. And, um, and singling out SGA, I just think he's too good to be held back for another year, honestly. I mean, he's going to say all the right things, and he has been when asked about, you know, how do you feel about going into another rough year, da-da-da. I think he's, I think he's like, man, I'm tired. I don't want to do it, you know. And it's hard to fault him for that. For the future of the, for of the franchise, it's it's kind of grimacing, right? It kind of you kind of grit your teeth, go, man. But um, I just think he's really, I think talent wise, he's just too good to be held back. Uh, and but I still think this team's a lottery team now. Top of the lotto or bottom of the lotto, I think it's more in the middle at this point with the way they're playing. But it's really, really early. But once everything settles down, when teams like we're about to talk about them, I don't know if they are a dumpster fire or not, but but if the Nets start to win and Philly and, and you know Memphis, you know the cream of the crop usually rises to the top. I think at the end of the season that the Thunder are still a lottery team. But – Again, I think the youth just really is – they're trying to prove themselves right now. <clears throat> so it's kind of nice to see. I mean, I think Jim said it Monday. It's nice if, you know, hey, Thunder wins. That's awesome. But if you are a, you know, big picture kind of guy, you're like, man, what are we doing? We have an opportunity to get an all-generation type guy. And that's not – still that's just a chance too. It's not a guarantee, even if they are the worst team in the league. But – um. I'm going to take it with there's a good core here. We saw the law of that last year, too. There's a good core here, and, and it's it's led by SGA. And they did that without Giddy last night. Am I, am I no, right? he played. He played? Okay. Yeah, 3 of 12. He was kind of getting back from that ankle. 
the the point the overarching point you made is exactly right. SGA is too good. SGA is too good for you to be down there as the second or third worst team in the league. Yep. He just simply is too good. So uh, so what you're going to have to do is what they've had to do the last two years if you want to get down that low, and that's just set him. Just just hope he stubs just, a just toe. Set him for thirty games. Yeah, and I don't. And, and at some point though, <clears throat> that's that part of it's over because you got to find out what this guy can do for a full. He, <clears throat> he's got to be right. able to to kind of build himself, you know, body wise to to be able to play the full year, and that's not something he's done since his rookie year, and he wasn't near this. He didn't have near this type of usage rate when he was with the Clippers that year uh, before he came here. So. At some point, you just got to kind of unleash the guys and see what they, you know, let them play together and see what they can do. And I think that's what this year is. The, the the part that you really, really, really wish you had is to see what Chet could bring too. Now, I thought it was interesting last night after the game, talking about SGA and you know, there's already the, the free SGA. Get him out of Oklahoma City. Talk da da da. Well, when I, you know, he was asked about you know his game and then asked about Paulo Bencaro, the number one pick, and he goes, "Yeah, he was good." Uh, but the number one pick is Chet. Yeah, you know, it's just interesting, you know, the team words out of his mouth almost always. So, and and here's another thing that you got to worry about: you continue to play the way you have been playing, and lo- all the losing and all the setting, and him not, you know, how, how does that affect his psyche? This has to be fun right now for him to go. Okay, first off, I'm pl- I I should be an all star, but I can't be an all star if our team. Is six and thirty when we get to the All Star break. Right. Let's go. Let you know. Let's try. And and it makes sense. Listen, there, there's. I know you don't want to be in the mediocre range, right? That's not what you want to do. It's the worst place to be in the NBA when you're like a perennial eight seed because you're not going to get any, and especially here, you're not getting top picks. You're not. But you're not, you're not getting picks, but you're also. Yeah. But you can't attract free agents, you know. And then you got to worry about this and that. Yeah. You know that's definitely not where you want to be, but at the same time, it's also got to be just a little bit encouraging for what the the restructure has been that you're already to this point. If you were say in the play in part of the the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. so uh, the, at some point you've got to, as much as Wimbenyama and and Scoot Henderson are the the carrot at the end for the tanking teams, at some point you also got to let the guy you got to see what you have. Yeah, and. You know, and now if you're right, it's early. It's seven games, four and three. That's better than anybody thought they were going to be. But especially with the schedule they played. But at the same time, you you golly, you you still got that. But what can what can Chet bring? And you know, there's oh, that's exactly it, what I text. And you never for, even yeah. you, and you don't know until next year. Yeah, it's exactly what I thought. And I, I text somebody after the second win over the Clippers. I said, now imagine if Chet was on this team. Good or bad, I mean, who knows? <laughs> no, we don't know. But you would just but like you to would see think after after a very small sample size we saw from him. I mean, he could. You'd think it'd be better. You think it'd be pretty good, but that you know that's what the exciting part is. Is he's not on this team right now, and yeah, I was gonna say it fun and gritty, and and you know it kind of reminds you of Thunder U, the first iteration of it when a young KD and Russ and Harden were on the team, and you know Green. And they're all young guys, and, and it felt like an extended college team. And these are young guys. SGA, he's still young. I yeah, mean, he's yeah. like 24. Yeah, so it's, it kind of reminds me of that, and that's what gives you hope if you're a Thunder fan. And 
it keeps it a little exciting, keeps you a little interested. Like, well, this could be an interesting season because of not how the season could end, but what could happen in the future. If Chet and when Chet comes back and and who knows what other pieces are added because Sam Presti is pretty good at bringing in other guys through the trade, finding a finding a gem in free agency. So we'll see. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I think it that's is, what I'm going to note. It's at least it's an fun. interesting season. It's fun. Yeah, you know, these guys if you lo- if fun lose, and gritty. They lose, like, oh, okay, well, okay, they lost. I mean, we ca- we expect. Hey, hey, they won. Right now, I'm like, hey, they they're four and three. Okay. Well, and, th- and at least at this point, it's 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 entertaining to watch it as opposed to what we've seen the last couple years. That's true. It's actually entertaining to watch because yeah. Of those guys that they have on the team. All right, we'll skip the rest of it. We got to move on. Um, if we're skipping it, I'll real quickly say World Series was fun last night. No, we'll get the World Series. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm talking about the, the dumpster fire that is the Nets. We don't. Yeah, you can, you can hear Katie, about that later. Katie is a joke with his comments. He's a joke. Yeah. It he all is started. An absolute joke. It all started with James Harden. Trading for James Harden started this fire at the Nets. Hanging out here. Inside the studio, uh, we're back today. Uh, been kind of out, out and about in a couple times uh, here in the last little bit, but we are here. I'll tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna call an audible. It's what we do. All right, and uh, we're gonna bring on from the Elk City football coaching staff and, and a guy that uh, a lot of you know. I know very very well. That's Mr. a the hot mic. Just warning yeah. you. Uh, we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll make it go. Uh, Mr. Johnny Easton, what's up, Johnny? Not much. How are you guys? Uh, doing well. Um, man, what a fun season it's been so far. It has been. It has been. Last week, Woodward, I thought it was going to be maybe one of the toughest jobs for you guys as the staff with everything being wrapped up district-wise after Clinton beat Chickasha. Woodward, a team that was coming off their first win of the year, still hadn't won a district game. I thought that was mentally a tough game to get you guys prepared, your guys prepared for. But first half, man, they came out and executed just exactly like I think you guys probably would have wanted them to. Yeah, it was, um, you know, going into it, it was a little bit tough. But the whole year, our motto has been it's, it's not about who we're playing. It's about us getting better. Um, and that's kind of that's that's how we've approached every game. So, you know, you you don't want to roll into the playoffs, even though you might have something wrapped up. You don't want to roll into the playoffs on a on a down note. But uh, no, the the guys did good. The first half was good, um, and it was good to get some younger guys in there. In the second half, but uh, but no, I think the guys really responded well. Talk about that part of it in the second half and, and watching. You know, there as anybody that's ever been on a football team or, or around it knows, there's a whole bunch of guys out there that that are paying just the same price physically throughout the week and throughout the year that don't necessarily ever get to see that spotlight on a Friday night. So how cool was that to see those guys? And by the way, kind of held their own there against the ones of Woodward throughout the second half. Yeah, they did. Uh, Woodward had their ones in there the whole time. But, no, you're, you're right. It's uh, th- Those kids, we, we talk about the younger ones, that you know, freshmen, sophomores. Um, they, they get to play some JV games, but to get out there on a Friday night special, and, and they do – we preached that. We've preached it the whole year. They're just as important as anybody else. It takes everybody. They got to give us a good look on scout team and in practice, and and they're just as important as anybody else. So it's uh, it was it was fun. I'm sure. I think they had fun too. Uh, and obviously, that experience 
maybe not this year, but next year, the year the year after, maybe that helps build those guys' confidence when they are asked to step out there and play the key roles. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, uh, this week going into it, we're going to have a couple of those young guys that are going to have to step up to to help us out with the, with a few guys we have banged up. But, uh, no, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's definitely hope it's going to pay some dividends immediately. But, no, going forward, it's it's great to get those guys some experience. Last week – Last, like you kind of opened with Aaron last week, kind of talk about focus. You know, district was wrapped up with the things that happened around the district, and, and it looked like um, from where I was watching, the, the team looked focused, like we touched on. Now, it, I think now, in a weird way, you know, we've always said it's kind of been the motto this season is each game is bigger than the last, especially when you keep winning, then the next one's bigger and the next one's bigger. In a weird way, this one seems like a really big game, too, because you want to end on a high note in the regular season on a high note. You want to get that win, stay healthy as much as you can. And uh, so what's the focus? And then there's that distraction of moving the game back to Thursday. So what's the distract or what's the focus like uh, uh, this week in preparation for John Marshall? Uh, kind of the same thing. It's funny you mentioned that we, uh, you know, we have, we have our morning, morning weights. And uh, this morning, Coach Maynard, his, when we were breaking out and he said, all right, biggest game of the year. And uh, that's kind of that's that's the approach. It's each week is, yeah. and he said that he said each week's the the biggest game of the year, and and yeah, that's how, I mean that's how we're focusing this week too. We have to we have to go into it and and take care of business, get better. That that's the main thing is just getting better. Like I said, that's why when we say it's about us, uh, it's about us getting better each week. John Marshall kind of poses a different set of problems than maybe we've seen since gosh canadian maybe you know as far as the spread and and the quarterback middleton man he, he is athletic and they've got some dudes that if you give them some space they can take it to the house from literally any spot on the field very athletic very athletic on the outside and uh got a got a running back that runs you know he runs tough but the quarterback yeah he's he um he's He's good. He throws the ball well. Um, like I said, they got some guys on the outside that can catch it. And up front, they're huge up front. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they've played people really tough. Um, they they uh, they got a lot of guys going both ways. Um, and so, I mean, they're they're tough kids. But uh, yeah, it's a different threat than than what we saw last week for sure. So yeah, and it's interesting because to your point, it feels like even in some of those games they've lost. It's been an ultra-competitive first half into the third quarter, and you can almost see the, the lack of depth on their side get more down, and then the other team kind of takes advantage of that. Yeah, that and that, that plays a part. And, and honestly, last week, Woodward's been the same way. Both those mm -hmm. two teams have fought all year, and, and I, I I credit their coaching staffs for keeping those kids focused. Uh, but yeah, they do. They, you know, I think the the depth plays, you know, plays a part. We we've been fortunate to have some guys just go one way, but we also have some guys going both ways too, and uh, you know. They're, they're 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, but they still get tired. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun question because in years past, when we're playing Week 10, we know this is the last game of the year for us. Not so much this year, but this is a fun question. It is senior night coming up tomorrow night. Uh, touch on your – you don't have to name them all, but talk about that senior class as a whole and how much they've contributed. Oh, man, this this class is uh, – you know, they're they're all special. But this class, they, they were there for those guys last year that, that really that built it up. And this class is – we're – we were actually talking about that last week uh, in our team meeting. How, they're close, all, all those seniors. I, I think we have, what, 17 uh, on the roster. I mean, they're all so close, and not just with just seniors. I mean, 
I was we, we were at team dinner last night, and and I look over there, and I have I have Aiden Long and Logan Trevino sitting eating pizza with Austin Metter, who's a freshman. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're you know they're taking they're, they're hanging out with those younger kids too, and and I mean and they're a great influence on them. But now this this group's been a lot of fun, and yeah, it's senior night, and and we're really fortunate to to know that it's not their last home game you know though we've, we've got uh, we've got another one coming up and hopefully two coming up but uh it's been a lot of fun with this group it really has you know there was i think back to just watching you know this is the first time since maybe you were a senior and then i was a senior where back-to-back years this sustained level of success what do you see in, in these two groups from the last two years that maybe you saw in, in, in you guys and our guys back-to-back back, back then in, in the late 90s versus now as far as the, the similarities between the groups? It's, it, it's fun to, to think about that, and I have. I've, you know, I've, I've thought about that a lot. You know, my senior year, I was, I was fortunate enough to play on, on a lot of good teams. Uh, we kind of – my junior year, we, mm-hmm. I remember we made second round of the playoffs, and then my senior year I was on the uh, – the old state runner up. I didn't get the, I didn't get the <laughs> ring, but a uh, great team. Um, and it's, it, it it's a lot, it, it's a lot the same, right. With, with what we have now, because they kind of see how to do it and, and you got to take it in steps. And uh, this group, you know, they, from two years ago, they, we made the playoffs and then last year, you know, had a, got, had a great group of kids that made a really good run. Um, and, and I think it they they kind of learn how to do it, and they mature each year, and they just not just physically and but mentally. Uh, you know, it, our kids. I mean, they've gotten tough. They've gotten really tough mentally too, and uh, it's been fun. It's been fun. I'm ho- I'm hoping. Uh, I hope the similarities are real close. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it's eerie how close they are. This the the success from then to now. Do you relay that to those guys? Like, hey, when I played, we did this. We had we had success. We know what you know that experience from your point of view because some of this is new for those guys. You it know, is, yeah. some of it. now a lot of a lot of success last year, but you know to sustain it. And you it, it sound like in your career you sustained it. I mean, do you relay relay that to those guys and kind of teach them this is how you keep it going? We talked about it. You know, they. You know, I'm the I'm the old man on staff. <laughs> yeah. uh, so which is crazy. But I, I know. I know. And, and trust me, I don't feel like it, and, I'm, and I know I don't act like the old man on staff. But um, no offense, that's the first gray hair I've seen <laughs> yes, come in here. Yes, well, it's the first I, person that's been over thirty. <laughs> But no, I think those guys are probably they. You know, they they asked me if I wore a face mask and things like that when I played football. <laughs> Leather but, helmets, uh, yeah. Hey, but you know, no, everybody yeah. had horses. We we all got on a horse <laughs> instead of a bus. But no, we we've talked about that. I mean, they, and they do. They you know they uh, they every everyone knows the that '98 team. I mean, how special that is, and it's always going to be special. And uh, then I have to be like, oh yeah, I was on the '97 team. <laughs> but no, they 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 know, uh, and they've asked me about that, and and. And I've talked to him about that. I remember talking to the group last year. Um, the biggest thing that that they showed this group was, you know, yeah, we can get on to you as coaches and and you know try to motivate you, and and it'll it'll sink in. But it means a lot more when it when they're each holding each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And we saw that last year, and it's just built even more this year. And that's that's the main focus is like I said, they go out there and they take care of business. I mean. We can't want it for them, and, and we don't have to with this group. We don't. It's been a lot of fun. Tomorrow night, uh, 7 o'clock, what, what do the Elks, just a couple of things, maybe on one on each side of the ball, what do you guys have to do in order to get the ninth win of the season, complete the district uh, run undefeated, and then get ready for whoever comes out here out of District 2 next week? Well, the, the main thing on offense, um, 
and I think we're getting better. We got to take care of the ball. Uh, that's that's the main thing on offense. Um, Coach Fisher always preaches. You know, he's got he's got three or four points that he goes over, and that's that's number one. Take care of the ball, and then on defense, it's kind of the same every week. We got to tackle the ball, uh, especially with this group when they when they've got some uh, some athletes on the outside. We got to tackle the ball and and limit the big plays. All right, Johnny Easton, thank you so much for joining us thank here today. You guys. Really appreciate it. Now you get to go down and have Sean pick at you a little bit. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> All Thanks, right. guys. Uh, you betcha, Johnny Easton with Big Elk Football. Uh, what, 7 and 1, 8 and 1 this, uh, this week going into the last district game of the season. John Marshall, tomorrow night. Don't forget that. We've been trying to pound that in everybody's head. Tomorrow night, yeah. not Friday night. Tomorrow night, senior night at Big Elk Stadium. Come on out and support this uh, heck of a group, man. Uh, a lot of people thought this was going to be a one-year wonder last year it's by far that exciting things to come as well thank you to uh, johnny easton dropping by and giving us some of the uh, the points from big elk football this week john marshall tomorrow not friday tomorrow trying to beat the weather uh, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, we'll have a 6.30 pregame Big Elk TV and also Cool 94 ahead of that 7 o'clock kick uh, as it's senior night at Big Elk Stadium tomorrow night. Um, let's stay in the high school for just a second. Uh, and this is something that uh, I think Gabe had, had shared it to our Facebook po- uh, Facebook uh, pages, not only uh, the Skinny on Sports, but also uh, all the other platforms, uh, KECO, Cool94, and, and the like. And I just saw this pop up on Twitter from the OSSAA's official Twitter page. And it's something that Granite Superintendent of Schools, Missy Berry, posted on her Facebook page last night. So if you didn't, it, it, I mean, we're obviously the bigger schools, it's football, football, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. But if you didn't realize, November 1st was yesterday. And that means basketball is going. And in the small schools, at least in the Paragon schools that we cover, Arapahoe Butler went down to Granite for the season opener at Granite. And uh, that boys game, uh, golly, I didn't – do you know who won? It went to overtime. I am ashamed I don't. I can look that up. I'm sorry. I was. I watched I, it go you, into. You know what happened? I, I mean, actually watched it go into overtime, and then did you watch it last night? Yeah. Well, no, today. Oh, today. I, I, I went back and watched a little bit today. I went to basketball last night, small kids basketball, and it just slipped my mind that Arapahoe was right. playing. It, you know, I'm just like Arapahoe Butler won 37-36 in overtime Ooh, that over Granite. Like a fun one. So, oh, it was Granite had Granite hit the back of the rim, dead on line, top of the key three at the buzzer. That or no, Arapahoe did. Granite missed a free throw. Seven seconds left, one and one, tie game in regulation. Granite missed the front end of the free throw. Arapo Butler had a good look top of the key, back rimmed it, dead on line but long. Oh. And then Arapo Butler ended up winning by a point in overtime. So 37-36. That's not the story. Great win, da-da-da. Okay. So after the game, uh, the, the superintendent of Granite, Missy Berry, she posted a picture onto her Facebook page. And when you look at it, it just looks like an empty gym. Right. But what it's showing you was the Arapahoe Butler fans in the opposing team's gym. They cleaned up everything before they left. Oh, that's good. Everything. It's completely, it looks completely spotless on the other side. Threw away all the trash, picked up everything, and put it into the trash cans at Granite's gym. That, that is awesome. Well, that's, that's just called being a good guest. Right, uh, you don't go to someone's house and trash it, then leave. Right? I mean, that that's 
common courtesy. Well, good, but you don't see it enough. No, you don't. You don't see it because enough. everyone figures, oh, they've got kids that are going to come by here and yeah, pick it up yeah, anyway. Yeah. So here's the statement: On behalf of Granite Public Schools, I'd like to sincerely thank the fans from Arapo Butler Schools that attended our basketball game tonight. They they cleaned the entire guest side of the stands before they left. It did not go unnoticed. What an amazing act of kindness and display of class! It's wonderful how a random act of kindness can set the world in the direction where others also want to be givers of generosity. When we witnessed your thoughtfulness and instilled within us the desire to be more thoughtful when we travel to away games. You yeah, set, so that's the challenge that's right. now. You set the bar, and for that, you should be commended. Uh, you've also inadvertently, and this is the something that popped out in my mind when I saw this before reading this, you've also inadvertently modeled for your children and young adults a great and everlasting characteristic of leaving things as they were when you found them, and if not, even better than you found them. Yeah. Second wonderful life lesson we can all take away from tonight uh, with great admiration. Missy Berry, superintendent of Granite Public Schools. That just That's really cool, and I'm glad that the OSSAA has picked up on this to share it on an even bigger platform. They went and than, shared yeah, it. Yeah, they tweeted this from her Facebook page. Very good. Out there. So that's a really cool. Uh, it's, a, it's an awesome story. I'd seen it on our page this morning. I think Gabe had shared it on our page hmm. uh, as well. So uh, really re- well done, uh, Rappo Butler. Well, well done. Yeah. And hopefully it does children see it. And then also, of course, yeah, this becomes a thing. I've heard it. I've, I've heard of it happening. I've heard, a, it, I've heard it happening at football games, mm-hmm. opposing fans just picking up their trash. Taking It's not hard. Just pick up your trash. You know, you don't have to pick up other people. Just pick up yours. Make sure the other person picks up theirs. Yeah. But good job, Rappo. And does it shock you, small school basketball? Uh, no, it doesn't. Middle America? I, see, nah. here's the deal. I can remember a time, a day specifically in my life, as a seventh grade kid, on the uh, what we were like water boy slash filmers mm-hmm. for the football team, me and Twyman, go down to Hollis, and after the game, you know, sitting there in the opposing stands eating burgers, and it was left horribly quite frankly. Um, and so then the next day at a football practice that I was a manager slash water boy slash video person for, I was out there running and doing the <laughs> getting the punishment with the team. Thanks a lot, Coach Hunt. <laughs> Seriously, though. No? I mean, and guess what? It never happened again. Not even anything close to that ever happened again. Didn't take long to learn that life lesson. Yeah, I promise you that. Very good. Promise you that. Well, I like, there you go. Worst practice ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, ours got cut a little bit short since we weren't actually on the team. But were they going? Where's was, the water? Well, was enough, uh, well, right there. Uh, I see him throwing up right beside you. <laughs> <laughs> he's running. And <laughs> I can remember having to run a little bit for that. Oh, no doubt good. about it. That's good. Yeah, I'll never forget. I, I, I won't either. <laughs> uh, college football playoff rankings. Uh, just overall thoughts. What anything really surprise you about where certain teams were, or kind of what? What, what well, are your thoughts? I, after thinking about it, I'm not too shocked of of the order. I mean, undefeated should kind of rise to the top. I, I think TCU. Listen, I know TCU and Alabama. If they played each other, we're all going to lean Alabama. But for what they've done, I think maybe just out of respect, they should have been at least six. Um, but we, you nailed it, and I agreed with you. Tennessee, they've done a, they've done a lot more than anyone else in the country, and they should be number one. I, I like that it's a poll that is what have you done, and not what do you, we think you'll do, right? 
so that, that that's why I, I'm okay with that. But um, you know, we got bullet points we'll touch on: overrated, underrated, and snubbed, and all that stuff. But my first initial reaction is uh, not to overreact because how often do we see, and not very, the first iteration of the playoff rankings in the season um, stay its course to the end? You don't. Very, very, very little do you do you see that. So. Not overreacting. I think they got it right, at least for the top four. I know a lot of people don't like Clemson there, but they are undefeated, and they have looked better lately. I think it's interesting that uh, – I, I do have – let me finish with this. Okay. I think Michigan should be four. I'll say that. I, did, I, I think you're – I think they use – like it's like the criteria changes the further down the pole they go. Because I said yesterday, if they're using what's happened on the field, Tennessee has to be number one, and they were. I don't have as much a problem with Michigan just because of the their their non conference schedule is awful. Yeah, that's true. I mean, awful. And it, it, it's you know who's getting the biggest pass of the year right now? It's the Big Ten. The Big Ten's terrible. They yeah. really it's it's Michigan, Ohio State, and who? Yeah, a bunch of nothing. Illinois. I mean, come on. We nobody believe thinks we believe Illinois, Illinois is any good. Are we believing it? No. I mean, yeah. Penn State. I'm. But it, every time Penn State played a team with a pulse, they lost. That's the two times. But I mean, you look at you look at TCU for instance, and, and this is just numbers. They had the third best strength of schedule. They've won four straight over when they played them ranked opponents, and they're seventh behind one loss Alabama. They've got better wins than Clemson. I mean, if you want to just talk about that, they got better wins than Clemson. Um, played a tougher schedule than Clemson. You know, it just but then all it, it works for Tennessee, but it doesn't for TCU. Now here's the truth. A lot of this is just is branding and also creating talking points like this and excitement for what's coming up this weekend. Yeah. You, you know, it's there there's some of that in there. I know there is. Uh, you cannot convince me of it because that the for there isn't a formula. There there it, it, there's no rhyme or reason. It's like they just kind of throw it up against the wall past, you know, maybe the top 4 or even the the top couple and go, "Okay, who here, you know, and so that's why you kind of take these with a grain of salt until it gets down to the end. There's still the question, and, and, and this guy, Tyler, brings it up every single year this time. Are we sure the four-team playoff was a better solution than just the BCS national title game? No, we're not sure. People hated the computers and the formulas and, and all that stuff. But man, when you bring in um, the human element, there's always going to be the agendas, the opinions, and human error. So, and it's uh, yeah. There's there's an argument for both sides of it. And there's there's clearly no set standard or set set policy, whatever you want to call it, of how they do this, committee by committee, year to year, because it changes every single year. You know, there, there's yeah. and and here's I know people. It, this is becoming more of a more of a thing that people re- understand what it is with the proliferation of different states having gambling in their state. But you know who should have a seat at this table in some way, shape, or fashion? Vegas or, or whatever that is, because they are they are truly the unbiased. Yeah. 
Is there a president as of far Vegas? as humans? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but somebody. Who's the guy that? Uh, what about the on, fat on, jack? On, Get him in yeah, there, or what? Or, the guy on Casino, uh, Robert Down or uh, Robert Ace? De Niro, yeah, uh, Rothstein or what? Rothstein. yeah, a guy like that. Yeah, get Ace in there. <laughs> that guy, he could pick the line and might have something to do with it too, I, with the outcome. But <laughs> but I see what you're saying. They don't care. Yeah, I see what you're saying. They don't care. They don't care. They're trying to. All they're trying to do is tell you this to get. This amount of money on both sides, so that they can get the middle. Yeah. It, it just they, they it's never going to happen, or at least not right now. It's not going to happen, just because of the the stigma that is right now. It, it's going to take a while to even get that off. But it, it seems to me like that would be, and I, and I wonder when it goes to twelve, does this improve? Or even get worse. Yeah, that's that was on my mind. I think it might, as far as the complaints go, gets that, that goes less goes away because there's the the more of the the qualifications of all you have to do is just finish in a ranking and win, right? I mean, I, I'd have to look up the qualifications to get in, like yeah, what so, they end up being. But you, you see right saying? now, you're not as concerned for TCU as you are as you you wouldn't be as much then as you are now because. If they first off they run the table, they're going to get into this too. But they the the, the conference champ, the top four conference champs, the highest ranked conference champs, there you go. are yeah. going to have a seat at the table. Okay, so that's that's and they're winning. going to have a buy. Yeah, you know, so you're not. I think it. I don't know. It may not make this this conversation as intense or as you know debatable back and forth because at the end of the day, you know. Somebody is going to be there. You don't may not know the team, but you know somebody is. Have you seen? I, I saw this. If it were twelve now, what it would look like? I saw one that had like two a, lane a, at like 12. a projected, um, pro, yeah, projected conference champs and all that stuff. So it'd be like Tennessee one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, and then TCU four as representing the Big Twelve champ uh, at large. And then these are the games in the at large. Mm-hmm. Tulane versus Georgia, Ole Miss at Michigan, LSU at Bama, USC at Oregon. That's enticing. And again, that goes back to it, it kind of works itself out if it's 12. It kind of takes the human element out of it. Just leave it on the field. That's how it worked out, and that's that's how they seated themselves. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm anxious to see that. It's very interesting. Yep. How I mean, much, all but one of those games looks very good. Yeah, and that's just listen five versus twelve. You're going to get that almost every year, yeah. but that but that gives you that you never know. I'm not saying Tulane would have a chance against Georgia, but in some years there might be a situation where a 12 seed definitely has a chance to go to a five seed and win. So the the first round is going to be on campus. Yeah, I've seen a lot of talk that the next round should be too. Because right now, the teams that get the buys are getting nothing. They don't, they're, they're not getting they're an not, advantage. Yeah, they're not getting that home field advantage. I think that's a good idea. I think the first two rounds should be. And then once you get down to the final four like we have now, now you can start sending those to, Both. to, to neutral sites. Or even, you know what? Maybe you can even play that if you want to go full NFL model. 
then you play the semifinals on campus too until you would have what Super Bowl in a neutral site. I, I think I, I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. uh, but I agree. The top four should be awarded a, a game. I think so too. I mean, you know, the presidents want, and the ads want that. That's money, and the businesses. But I think the semis should go to whatever, like kind of keep that same format with that what it is has it now. now. Yeah. Just rotate that bowl system around, and and uh, and that you know, then you're awarding the guys. The teams, okay, you won your semifinal game at home. Now you get to go to the Sugar. You get to go to New Orleans. Here's your Sugar Bowl packet and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Coach Maynard said uh, goalposts be torn down every week now. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, you know what? It might give it, it might give somebody like a like a Alabama, uh, that fan base, that feeling of, you know, it, it's almost akin to cutting down the nets going to the Final Four. Yeah. Yeah, except for it's in your home gym and not you know in, a, in some somewhere else in some kind of regional. But I, that I, would be fun though to have a home game for a chance to go to the final four. I think so too. That'd be and, incredible. And right now, I understand why the first you know the five through twelve would be that way. But at the same time, if you take then you're taking away. I mean, not having to play a week is obviously a, a huge advantage. You're getting that by. But then, you know, if you're if you're TCU. And it just like like the way that that was mapped out right now. If you're TCU and it just happens to be the the second round is in Atlanta, well that sucks. That's play Georgia and Atlanta instead of down in Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that that just gives, and maybe and here's the thing: maybe if you do it that way and you award those top four with a home game in in the second round. Maybe it doesn't have to be a conference champ. One through you just you do one through twelve. There's no stipulations where it has to you know what I'm saying? That way it's not the number four team, the number four conference champ isn't always playing whoever loses in the SEC title game yeah. every year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then that also gets away from a rematch in the semifinals every time. Between those SEC championship game participants, a lot of the years is who that would be. SEC's number one. Whoever loses that title game is going to be the highest ranked non conference champ. A lot of you know what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of the times, yeah. And so you're you're kind of setting yourself up to always having one versus four being that rematch, right? But man, it would be real fun to see if it was something like that. Imagine Alabama beating LSU. And then going to Ohio State, oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be for a chance to go to the final. Well, four. Think, yeah, like right now, the, you know, Georgia wins at home against T, against uh, Tulane. Great, yeah. Now you got to go to TCU go to Fort Worth. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Who was it? LSU and Alabama. That'd have to go to o- Ohio State. Yeah, Oregon USC winner would have to go to, to Tennessee. Tennessee. Michigan Ole Miss uh, would go to Clemson. See, that's that's more. That, that feels like college up. football a little sign bit Sign me more. up for that Saturday for all four of those games. Oh, my Holy gosh. Holy moly. They'd have to play them like in two days. Anyways, I can't wait for the 12 game. I like that idea, though. I want those top four seats to host a game for a chance to go to the final Yeah, I wonder four. how you stagger that. I mean, there'd be games happening at the same time. You'd, you'd have to stagger it like the, like the basketball tournament does to where one game starts at 11. The next game, you couldn't wait till 2.30. 
yeah, you'd have you'd to start, start it more at like one thirty. That way, when when that one starts, you're not as concerned about the start of that one as the finish of the first one. Right. And then you just kind of roll all the way through the day like that. Yeah. But if the first one's a blowout, or if any of them are blowouts, unless the last one is, you can always switch to the next to the other game. About the time you get bored with the eleven o'clock one, oh look here, it's one o'clock. Next game starting. And then if that goes back to getting, you know, that's just, yeah. just like the basketball tournament, yeah. essentially. See, now it's exciting. Yeah. You know what was fun when I was in California? What's that? Waking up on Saturday. At 9 a.m.? I woke up. I slept in a little bit. It was about 8. And it occurred to me, oh, you plays in an hour. Yeah. It's crazy. See, I get why people don't like the 11 to get there, the merchants and all that. But for me, as a guy that's not really going to that game... I'd love for it to be out of the way. And it was nice for me. I didn't have to wait till 11. Was, yeah, it's oh, even better at 9. 9 o'clock? <laughs> Give me my breakfast burrito and let's go. All right. <laughs> Everybody have a great day. Big up football tomorrow. Thanks to Johnny Eason for stopping by. Everybody have a wonderful Wednesday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.